Welcome to Budai's podcast. So the first thing we wanted to ask you is, how are your particles? <laughs> your particles. Yep, directly we're talking to you. And why we're asking that is because sometimes we forget that the particles that we are that come to create a form in kind of in a type of convergence in a soundless to sound frequency vibration are particles that have decided consciously to self-seed. And when you recognize that, you know, in even in your subconscious, when you recognize that, then your world changes instantly. You become someone other than who you once were the nanosecond before that. And that's a really important pivotal change. So when we're creating our Desert Sturt P pod series, the, the uh, molecules within that start to create their own symbiosis, their own ecosystem, their own synergy. So when we're talking about connecting and biomimicry, we're not only talking about Actually, we're not even talking about mirroring as such, even though we've said that. Trying to find the words aren't always present in the moment that we're creating. So when we create something, just as nature creates something, because we're also nature itself, we're literally the particles that have decided to create a form. And then as we go through the creative process of that form, it changes constantly. So usurping those fears of insecurity or not being able to or all those negative belief systems that come up and tell you that you can't be something or can't do something aren't even in your presence. So we ask again, how are your molecules? <laughs> how are your particles? You know, because they're conscious. So we've said before in other podcasts, we, we actually recognize and cognitively are able to see our particles because you move through different vortexes of co-creation. It's not about so much going into another world, because your world is always this in presence. It's just that people constantly separate themselves from the primordial presence itself. So even if you look at the book written by Eckhart Tolle about the new earth, nothing is new, but when you recognize something for the first time cognitively, it becomes new. And in that, there's a delight, there's a, a sensuality of ecstatic states. You know, it's like the kundalini fire element that's risen, setting off the endorphins and the neural pathways that you haven't travelled or recognised consciously for your journey up until that moment that you do. So you have this vast electric light show in your brain that is cosmically sound within the soundless to sound frequency vibrations and you're creating different tapestries. So from that moment, there's no past. You know, you might meet someone that you've met somewhere before in your past, but you don't recognize them anymore. So you say to them, it's lovely to meet you because whatever happened, whatever dynamics went on between you both or that group or that cluster of beings, you know, isn't in resonance anymore because you have a fresh start, a new beginning that's taking you on a different journey. And in that moment of recognition, you know that you're someone else now because people are always changing, yet nothing changes until it's changed because what happens is as a person has changed, they actively seek out what went on in the past and bring that back into their present. So then moving forward, they're living what they've already lived rather than creating something fresh, new and exciting that's fruitful for them. 
So you have an opportunity. There's an, you, you can never miss out on something. You can never um, not go forward in something that's renewed, restored, regenerated, rejuvenated and fresh. It's just recognising that you are able to and recognising that you've changed. You know, where we stream from within this body, you know, we work with someone who has an apocryphy and we love it because it's an opportunity we create these beautiful vibrational um, immersions and every name that we let, we call them, has a symbiosis with that understanding and that flow in that one word. So it resonates with people. So we have sense, we have resonance, we have immersion, we have calm, we have zing. And there's a vibration that's intonated with all those words, with those different things that we've created. And people get drawn to them by that very frequency. And so one of the things that Ganesh says with the sense, immer in, with the sense um, hand, foot and bar soaks is that I sense you. You know, I sense you. And it's so beautiful because when that person has been drawn to that particular product and they feel the sensation of being sensed by the cosmos, it comes into their hara seamlessly. It comes into their solar plexus, which is connected to the infinite gateways of existence. And then it's up to that person to make a sound decision from the soundlessness of existence to embody the tapestries that are opening up to them in that moment that they then immerse themselves into that sensuality of existence within their own journey. And each sensing uh, product in these soaks has a different resonance. <laughs> Depending on every person that comes to them, it will sense where they're coming from within <laughs> their journey and connect with them right there in that moment and allow the transformation to become the embodiment of them within that person's new tapestries, if they so are open to it. So we always have always shared that what we create is very, very conscious. So these Desert Stirt Pea Pod series designs, and we're working now very actively on the Peace Pod, every cell is conscious. It's alive. You know, so when you're living in a dwelling, you know, you're in dead zones often because you people see them as inanimate places and they're like rabbit warrens, you know, they're boxy, there's, you know, although, yes, we acknowledge a lot of the architecture is curving things out and, uh, you know, they people talk about embodied energy. From what we've recognised with people, that embodied energy has a, a sort of a static state it's not understood that that embodied energy is whatever it's required to be in the moment it's required to be because it can make decisions. It is cognitively conscious. And this is where we, we come from. This is where we stream. This is where we're creating. And then we're able to then come through your neural pathways through this medium that we're using through a recording. However, we go beyond that. And in the next six months, we're working uh, creatively through these design elements to then in the last six months of your year, your fiscal year, uh, then come through a different medium, directly through your conscious particles. So it's going to be interesting, right, for those of you who want to, you know, stay tuned and keep elevating and rise and shine in your vibration. It's really exciting, you know, because we're out in, the, we're out in your neural pathways. It's just a matter of creating and connecting and being co-creative cognitively, which is exciting because it helps you transcend what you think is Gaia, because we're very much Gaia itself, you know. 
there's this belief system around the aliens and, and, and people that are, you know, that they think that are being channeled and all those sort of things. There's lots of things around that. But when you rise and shine in your vibration and recognise that Gaia is cognitively conscious and is able to create whatever it wants to because it is a living entity, just like what's coming through these pathways, just like you yourself are a living entity, a collective source of molecules that are conscious that can create your own tapestries of light that are fruitful for you. So every time you desire to change your life, know that you can. And this is nothing new because it's all out and there's so many people out there speaking and sharing. But every one of us, including what we are, are in a desire of shifting those vibrations and then creating forms. So the form that we're coming through, we're creating it. We're shifting the molecules. We're changing its neural pathways because we can. And we want to live the most fruitful life through it in Gaia's consciousness. And then also where we come from within the gateway of cos cosmi the cosmos. So that's exciting and that's your science. It's your ecosystem, it's your symbiosis. And you know, in this state, there is zero fear. There's no fear. There's just knowing that you're immersing yourself in creativity. And there's no room for fear because fear will always bind you, it holds you back. It suffocates, it takes your breath away. And when you breathe in your vital life force through the dance of the elements and allow more ether space into your existence, then you're able to think more clearly, cl uh, with more clarity. You know, because when we're stressed, when a person is stressed, you can't, there's no space in your life to breathe. There's no space in your life to think clearly from a different perspective, to rise up from that chaos that's causing that oppression. You know, and once you've elevated into that unoppressive state where you're really in your flow, then there's no going back because there is no back. And you start to recognise those stuck energies that are around you. You start in non-judgment, remember, ahimsa, do no harm, saucha, purity of the intention, purity, clarity. So there's no judgment in this existence because people are simply where they're at, you know, fighting with their fight or flight response. But where we're coming from, there's no fight or flight response that's... that's that was a belief system that said that humanity, that's how your neurosystems and your nervous system reacted to things. But when you're in this flow, in this symbiotic community, there's no flight or flight or there's no need for it. And that's, that's something to be in non-aware when you're in that state, but be aware as you're transforming and shifting out of that consciousness. It says, this is who I am, this is what I'm about, you know. And there's a lot of people in the world that are sharing, you know, nutritional advice and all these, whether you're carnivore, vegan, and all these, vegetarian, all these labelling. That all gets transcended and you recognise that energy is simply moving from one form into another form and then expanding within those forms and collaborating consciously and connecting. So when we participate as a flower and we have someone wants to partake in the sensuality of that, you know, the scent of that, that flower, well, we gift that. The flower gifts that because, and we say we because we are that flower, aren't you? But you've forgotten. When we go to want to cut a flower to put in a vase or to have in some sort of display, you know, we connect with the flower. We just don't go in and snip it. We connect and we have gratitude for the sharing community of that symbiosis. You know, but equally we'll go to a flower and it'll say, I want to stay right where I am. <laughs> 
In other words, it doesn't want to be snipped and popped into a vase or a creative process that wants to be sculpted, you know. But some other flowers will. And then another time you might go back to that flower if it's still fully in bloom and it'll say, I gift you myself. I gift you, yes, I'm ready. So it's just this sharing, this mutual respect, this mutual collaboration that we're always participating in, which is joyful. It absolutely gives you joy. So what's not to love about this? Because there's no lack. So when, you know, in days gone by that's still out in, the, in, the, in your, your vibration or field, then, you know, they talk about abundance and law of attraction, all that sort of thing. But when you're in these vibrations, it's something that you are. You're not attracting it. You actually are the embodied energy of that. You know, we always said, this body has always said, as it's changed itself, you know, it keeps, we used to say, oh, my goodness, there's even more beings coming, okay. So there's more, you know, and a lot of people couldn't see it because they were very much in their density, very weighty, you know. They felt that they were more earthed, and, of course, the understanding wasn't there of what earthed is because the dance of the elements were in a different state of cognitive awareness. But when you recognize that when you are the ether, which is space, it gives you that stress-free existence that you can rise and shine in every moment and then notice how your mind is the calming force, not the one that's creating all these stories, gazillion stories that you all keep creating. You know, and those stories you can manifest, but they're always drama-based. You know, you switch on the TV, more drama, <laughs> more lack, more fear, you know. Not always, there's some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful shares. Now, that's not to say that those dramas aren't beautiful in your world. You, you're, you're drawn to them, so you must see some sort of beauty in them. But then once you no longer see that, you're ready to rise and shine and create something different. So your stories change. You know, for us, we love designing, we love creating, we love this body in this world is housed in something, but it can't breathe when it's in such a condensed particle, so it loves the tapestries that create different forms, and being curvy by nature is part of that creation of creating forms. Moving through different vortexes and gateways that are gayer itself also, you know, allows different shapes to create dwellings that a form can live in. When you go into the ocean, the ocean is consciously creating itself. It creates its tidal waves. It's in partnership with the sun and the moon energy, the lunar energy. It's in partnership. It's in partnership with the planetary movements. Now, there's no fear. We notice a lot of people have fear around Saturn. My goodness, Saturn is so awesome. Saturn rocks the house, literally. <laughs> And Jupiter, oh, who's not to love Jupiter? The co-creative existence of itself, it's so creative. Ganesh thrives in Jupiter, opens the heart. You can feel his palpitations, his heart palpitates. <laughs> oh, my goodness, he says, here's another one. Let's dance, let's play, let's sing, you know. Oh, I feel heavy today. <laughs> because people have gone into their heaviness of not enough. <laughs> Notice the tone changes. We're very tonal beings. You're all very tonal beings. If you're having a sad day, change your tone in your voice and it will help you to rise and shine. It is that simple. There's no hardship in this world unless you want it to be hard. You know. Something to be aware of? No? Yes? Yes. How's your particles? 
Oh, they're bouncing. Your molecules are moving through the embryonic fluid of cosmic consciousness. They're bouncing around. They're light. Notice our tone just changed. It changed. It's light. So you feel light, right? Were you conscious of your breathing? Did you know that you weren't breathing? Because you were in your non-breath. See, it's not something you have to sit in meditation and lotus and practice. By all means, go ahead and do that. Become it, definitely. But you are that. It's so simple. It's a nanosecond of shifting. Notice how your mind is just excited now. <laughs> Life is fun. Life is eternal. Life just flows. There's no separation of death. So when you have your loved ones, and everyone experiences that where they've just decided to partake into a different frequency vibration, they're still around, you know. <laughs> they're off having another party. <laughs> but you can tune in if you want to, but don't bring the heaviness with you. <laughs> because they've let that go. They're having fun. So if you're in a body that has a more dense structure, you can have fun with them. <laughs> Lighten your load. You know, They're off enjoying themselves. They're able to see the earth sphere from a different stratosphere. <laughs> What's not to have fun with that? You know, They become playful because they remember, oh my God, I'm playfulness itself. You know, how exciting. So you have that opportunity to shift your neurons, tune in and tap into all those neurons that are actively and activating themselves right here, right now. They're having a ball. They're, they're the molecules of light. They're creating different patterns in your existence. You know, tune in because they want to rise and shine every day. When you get up in the morning, who's not a norm who says they're not a morning person? <laughs> oh, look at you. I <laughs> can... We just saw you all light up. You resonated with that, right? <laughs> you know, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> um, you know, you're nocturnal, right? You're one of these people that can stay up late at night, but you sleep in in the day, in the morning. And then we can hear you. All the others say, no, I rise and shine. I get up and do my yoga practice. <laughs> I do it in joy. <laughs> You know, we're our biorhythms, right? You can change your biorhythms. So if you've, if you've got a lot of things you want to create in your day and uh, you struggle to get up in the morning, let go of the struggle and focus on what you want to be in playfulness of and you won't be aware of the time frame you get up. <laughs> it is that simple, you know. And when your mind says, no, I don't want to do this, that's what's stopping you. <laughs> So how do you change that? You simply focus on what it is you want to participate in that day in happiness, in joy, in, in playfulness. You know, Ganesh often shares that he loves MC Yogi, the musician, the yogi, uh, the yoga of existence in song and more, obviously always in more. But he loves rapping, you know. He, loves, he often goes to Amsterdam and plays in the red light district because he loves the nightlife. He loves all of that. You know, but then he goes into the daylight and has a different sensuality of playfulness. So he loves to sing, he loves to dance, he loves to play. And there's no separation. He goes everywhere and anywhere because everyone is so beautiful in his bliss. 
<laughs> Isn't everyone beautiful in your bliss? When you're feeling happy, happy, everyone you meet, aren't they just amazing? Don't you feel really amazed by them because you're also amazing yourself? So you're happy. When, when you're meeting people and you're sad, you don't see the beauty in anyone, do you? Because you're feeling too sad and you're in the doldrums of existence. Yeah? So then you don't see how everyone is beautiful because you're not seeing yourself as beautiful. But when you're happy, everything changes. You know, everything, there's a syn synchronicity in everything that flows. So how do you change when you're having those doldrum days, those days where you think, oh, or you started off happy and then you start meeting people that are having a rough moment. <laughs> and there are only moments. Tune in to where you're coming from. It's that simple. Tune in, bring it back in. And be not afraid to speak out loud how amazing and exciting you're living your life. Say it out loud. You know, you want to be the change of your journey, say it out loud. What if you're walking in the street and you start saying things out loud and everyone's looking at you? Just keep saying it out loud. <laughs> I'm having a magic moment this moment. See, we, we hold back. You know, you're scared of what someone's going to think. They might think I'm crazy. What's crazy is not living the most amazing, exciting life. What's crazy is hurting yourself all the time by not allowing yourself to express your beauty and your charm and your wisdom through how you create, always through saucha, purity of intention, purity, clarity, raising your vibe. Where ahimsa has already been surrendered because you're already living in symbiosis within your being. Therefore, it doesn't know how to do harm. It's not in your psyche. There's no neural pathways that recognizes that vibration. It is that simple. So now, are you getting the picture of how exciting soundless to sound frequency really is? There's no arduous hardship. There's just pure joy. So when you want to create your structure, you know, because we, it's recognized that in a vibration, a dwelling is needed. Now, we, we say that because we are in a form that is desiring to create housing, places where you can create from, that are exciting and fun to be in. Lots of light, lots of tapestries of light from the moon energy and from the sun energy are able to come through those areas. But equally, this form has lived openly in canopies of trees and, and actually flown within those canopies because the particles at that time frame were very light and was in sound remembrance of being able to fly. Consciousness can soar, you know. It's exciting. Now, that doesn't mean you go to the top of a building and drop off, okay? Don't do that. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the symbiosis of recognising that your cellular structure is conscious and therefore it knows how to become air. It's not about being ungrounded. <laughs> You're the earth particles. <laughs> It's about raising your vibe. And Ganesh, you know, the thing is you have so much mirroring back of that. There's so many beautiful beings that are already embodying it. I mean, we always share people that you already know, like Paramahansa Yogananda or Muktananda or Shodi Sayababa or, or Ramana, who's always, he reminds us of uh, Brahma because they both appear and say nothing but say everything in nothing. <laughs> They don't use words to speak. They speak with their presence, you know, which is a beautiful share because you get it then. You get what presence is. So, you know, that's their gift to the world. 
it's it's wonderful. You know, who else do we share? Ganesh, Hanuman, Lakshmi, you know, because they're not just the, the, the Hindu Parthenon is known in that way, but actually for us they are beautiful beings that we share and have a party with all the time. You know, so we know them in a different context. Then we'll also share the beautiful Pleiadian energy. We'll share with the actual, we'll share with the earthly beings because we're talking about Gaia. So these are all ways to express, and they come across as labelling, but how do you express and communicate? Well, we can express through presence, and in the second six months of your world with 2020, because you're still working on a lunar calendar, whereas we don't. So we can just land in places, same with your topography, geography. We don't necessarily resonate with a country culture. We'll resonate with just landing. <laughs> One of the things Isis would say, she says, where is that? Because I just land. <laughs> <laughs> and when she was working with the plant kingdom and she came across so many horticulturists and, of course, everyone is into labelling and she'd say, mm. <laughs> so she just hummed it out because people would try and teach her the labels of the plants and every time she would try and remember them, she couldn't because she would just simply be in harmony with the plant itself and so she was humming in the vibration of that plant which didn't have that label but people kept enforcing a label on it, you know. And then the excuse was, so across the world, you know, that's how you can all recognise that plant. But, you know, the, the infrastructure of the plant that you're labelling has already changed. So you're giving it a label of something, but it no longer has that resonance because the particles, the cellular structure and the consciousness of that plant has shifted. So it won't behave in the way that you want it to. So you go to your nurseries, you pick out that label and you read it, because now people are saying, yeah, it's only a guide. Because, yeah, because sometimes you get it home, you plant it where it says you should plant it, and then it passes over. <laughs> the particles have gone, your plant looks like it's dead, <laughs> but it isn't because the particles have gone into the soil. So just say namaste, thank you, gratitude. But then you think, I've just paid how many dollars for that plant, and it's just died. So you take that pot back and say, my plant just died. I followed the instructions. But, you know, those plants are conscious. Their particles are creating their form. And so it's about tuning in and tapping into that plant and it will help you understand where it wants to go. <laughs> Imagine how much money you'd save by labelling because if you're in a nursery and you've got to label your plant because that's your rules of engagement in your world and so it costs money. Packaging, oh my God, shall we talk about packaging? Everyone's packaging themselves up. You go on your Instagram and you're packaging yourself up. You're marketing yourself out there. So wait, there's all these apps telling you how to share yourself so you're liked. <laughs> Is that not funny? <laughs> Let me repackage myself so I can suit another person's neural pathways and patterns so I get to be liked by them. <laughs> Is that empowering? <laughs> Is it empowering? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like yourself first. Love yourself more. And share who you are. You know, you don't have to mould yourself. If you have to mould yourself and flip yourself out so you get more likes, is that not irony? <laughs> Be loved. <laughs> you're loved. You're loved because you're cosmically sound. You're loved because you're loved. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Come and give it a cuddle. <laughs> Ganesh just hugged you. <laughs> He's, you know, we love him because he cuddles this body all the time, you know. 
<laughs> we got up the other night in your world it's one o'clock in the morning and we started creating this model of the peace pod so Isis is there cutting out this peace pot. It's one o'clock in the morning. She's alive and wired. So how am I going to create this model? Because she's just, you know, coming into ways of how to use your materials in this world to create these models. Because in Patreon, which is where we're navigating through sharing in a community, um, you know, and we're finding ways to share this. Ultimately, people will get uh, uh, embodied energy through these models and we'll share that, that people actually can have some infrastructure. And then that'll ignite something within all of you in that Patreon community that will then look differently at how you want to live, how you want to create people, you know, places and people that you want to share with and also, uh, you know, what dwellings you want to create. You know, it's, it's a whole different way of seeing what greening the world is really about become the greening of the world and it, and it self-seeds because Gaia's in tune with that. She's already out there self-seeding and, and, and shifting. You know, she's got it going on. She's, she's tapped in, tuned into the cosmic because she's the cosmos. So your body is your home. It's your dwelling. You can shift it. You can, you know, it's healed. There's this, there's this thing in your consciousness that says that you have to be in some diseased state at some time in your life, but you don't. You know, you don't have to create these diseases. And if you're one of those people that are out there, are healers, you, you know, you can be healed and find a different way to create your economy. And let's face it, the way your job situations are, they're always shifting and there's this big push to push people and saying, well, you've got to be in the technical world. You know, you've got to keep moving with the times. Well, what is that? <laughs> moving with whose time? <laughs> You're making people defunct. We came across someone that was sharing someone in a work environment and they were of an age group that was saying they were 55 and 70. And so they were being ostracised and being because there was a generation in there that wanted to move them on out of those jobs. Who can relate to that? You know, you, that, those may not be your age group, but certainly it's happening in your workforce where someone is used, trying to usurp you out because they're in lack and they want to push that person out because they don't want them in that community, in that workforce. That happens, right? That happens in your world. See, these things don't happen where we come from because there's, there's an abundance, you know. It's not coming from an insecurity that has to push things out. Boot them. <laughs> mm. there's an unkindness in that isn't there yeah so who wants to be in a workforce anyway that creates that way do you <laughs> it, it is, it's got a sense of sadness in that you know thriving in a community that sees the agelessness of things you know, that it's not about what the latest gadget is that you're creating and wait, what all the fashion. Who's got fashion from 10 years ago? And you go into an environment and says, oh, I didn't even know that still existed and the tone changes. <laughs> We've seen that, you know. Rather than just being the joy of putting that fabric on your skin and just loving the particles that are embodying the colour and the patterns in them, just loving the whole experience, it's ageless. Because you're loving it. Love is ageless. <laughs> Do you not want to create work environments that are absolutely thriving just by loving the collaborations of existence, getting in there and sharing? It's ageless. It's timeless. It's not about having the latest gadget. <laughs> 
<laughs> because you are ageless, you're timeless and beautiful and have the abilities to express through kindness and self-expression can be kind, it can be happy, it can see through any limitation and tap in to that eternal wisdom and create from that. It's not about the things you have, it's about who and what you are. And then respecting each other for that. Creating work environments that thrive and see the respect and the mutual creativity in each person that's there to just create their living. Did you notice we didn't say earn their living? Create their living, you know. Everyone can create their living. And when you're struggling, it's letting you know that you need to come back to yourself. It's a call to action to come back to who you are and say, okay, how am I going to create so I am thriving in my world? Does it mean that I am going to grow more of what I want to eat? Does it mean that I'm going to then meet other people that are growing other things that I can share and exchange? Does it mean that I need to look at the way I want to live my life? Does it mean that I want to then become someone who knows that they can create and build a structure that you can live in? Does it mean I need to then address how I value things? Do I only value the new latest shiny gadget and I'll do anything to get that no matter what it is, even if I have to bulldoze another human being to get it? Property development. <laughs> Who in where in your country, and it's happening around the world, you see bulldozers bulldoze all the nature and then they build heat sinks. <laughs> Pop these buildings and they're heat sinks because there's no green greening and then they then have to replant. <laughs> it's certainly what inspired Isis to start creating these peace pods and, uh, and, uh, and of course there's so many of you around the world that are changing your architecture and that are creating and purchasing places that have these beautiful green elements and then are developing them in a way that you can navigate through your trees and become the trees by your very dwellings. You know, so there's shifts in consciousness, isn't there? Where are you participating? See, we come from the greening because we are the green world. And then, we're, of course, where are the stars in your lunar cycles, aren't you? Aren't you the energy that is all-pervading? Yeah, see, now you've come back and you can feel your... And, yeah, you can see your particles. So that's you creating your forms that are conscious. And then when you create your dwellings, you're creating the dwelling that wants to have a convergence and create a form that you can feel the non-breath that then seeds the breath of life, creating the space that you feel ex able to expand in, that is mirrored in your infrastructures, your community-based cities, all those things, your country areas that are now becoming not so country. You know, you can, you can irrigate your world. You can bring the vital life force of water. Let go of the fear of not having because you're creating drought. <laughs> Let it rain. <laughs> Let it rain and create hydration in your world. You know, nature, precip precipitation, it brings the water element back into your world, you know. 
we've noticed in, in where, you know, we're navigating in some parts of your world, they're creating um, water restrictions and they've just put a new water restriction. So, you know, what's a restriction? Restricting the flow of existence, restricting the flow of life, restricting the vital life force. Be wise with what you utilise, not restrict it. Be wise with it. As soon as you say restrictions, everyone goes into fear. Literally, your physiological state, your gut, locks up. And we need, you need those gastric juices, right? If you stop the water element from flowing through your physical form, what happens? You prune, you dry up, you shrivel. Your gastric juices can't digest anything anymore. They can't help kindle that fire that creates that ability to digest your foodstuffs, digest your journey. So how do restrictions help? They don't. Your physical structure goes into fear and then expresses through that fear and causes more and more restrictions in your life and in your world. So be wise rather than restrict. You know, the vegetation is fluid by its very nature. The leaves carry fluid in them. They know how to then mulch themselves up. The root system knows how to cover itself so it, will do, it won't dry out, you know. Cease to chemicalise everything. That's a word. <laughs> because nature understands its symbiosis, it understands it. Tune in rather than want to control it. Tap in to that soundness to sound frequency vibration that nature is so readily able to share with you. Tap into it. and irrigate yourself. Recognize the dance of the elements and become playful and watch how it rains in. <laughs> so that's what we wanted to share with you. We, we were so excited to share uh, the particles. We're super, super excited to share with those of you who are tapping into the Patreon community with our Peace Pod. Sometimes we overlap the podcast. Um, but, yeah, it's exciting. What are you going to create today? What are you going to create in this moment? What are you creating in your dream time? What are you sharing within your particles? These are great questions to help you come back into a different neural pathway that creates from a state of abundance naturally. Remember, it's your natural state of your being. It's your natural state of your world. Abundance is where it's at. It's all that is. It's everything. What are you choosing to be abundant in? Fear not because fear doesn't exist in the primordial consciousness. In presence, it doesn't exist. There's simply space, ether, where you can be expanded, where you don't feel hammered or hem hemmed in, confined to any one limited thought infrastructure. You are self-seeding. What are you going to bring into your existence through this self-seeding process? So we want to thank you and we're in eternal gratitude. Thank you for taking the time out in your busy schedule to share, commune. We're listening to you. We're listening to you. We see you light up <laughs> like a beautiful night sky. In your world, it looks like a night sky. And we look forward to catching you in your next podcast, your next share. Please sending out, send out messages in your neural pathways. We're listening all the time. It's what triggers these podcasts in the first place. And uh, yeah, happy journeying. Namaste.